would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. Let's go, Buffalo! By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it! This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This place is pandemonium! Allen in the shotgun. Cook in the backfield to his right. Back to pass. Going to roll out to his right. Flings it to the end zone for James Cook for an 18-yard touchdown reception. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but, again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times, man. Like, just keep going. Allen in the shotgun, two receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap. Give us the cook. Goes behind Dawkins through a hole. Down to the 10, the 5, and he leaps into the end zone. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Calls from the Bills win over the Dallas Cowboys, 31-10. Chris Brown on the play-by-play from the Buffalo Bills radio network as we get set here for Christmas weekend. And the Buffalo Bills headed to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers at SoFi Stadium coming up. 8 o'clock kickoff here in western New York, Eastern Standard Time out there in uh, Los Angeles on Pacific Standard. Of course, it's going to be 5 o'clock, so a little bit of a difference here. But, all right, Alex, let's get right into it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I did not see the Bills just coming in and just completely dominating what Joe Brady put together offensively, what the defense did. It just came full circle for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. 100%, Brad. It really was. Uh, and... It basically turned into Joe Brady saying, you know what, um, he, he said it, I think this week, it was an in-game adjustment. He didn't plan to run that much, but it's sort of like when you're playing a ma- game of Madden with your buddy and he just can't stop you running a specific set of plays. You just keep doing it and you just keep doing it and either they're going to adjust or you're going to win and that's what the Bills did. Yeah, they uh, they did it well in this one. I mean, statistically, they just dominated Dallas across the board in this one as far as it went rushing the football. James Cook, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, had 179 yards, a touchdown on the ground, and uh, one in the air as well. And uh, I probably, mean, and it probably should have been honestly, it, it should have been 200 yards and two TDs through the air. Because he dropped that gimme touchdown from yes, about 11 yards out. He did. He was right there. I, it was right towards uh, where I sit in 117, right towards our end zone. And he had it, and we're like, oh. So, yeah, it was close. But, uh, no, I mean, fantastic game from him overall. Josh, as you heard him here, he didn't have to do a whole lot. 7 of 15, 94 yards, one touchdown, and that one was only sacked one time in this. Um, on the other side, Dak was – sack three times he was picked off once probably should have been picked up a couple times I know Poyer was uh, disappointed in himself to go ahead and not come up with that ball uh, all in all I mean great defensive effort the defense came out to play in this one 100% Brad and honestly it could have been a, a shutout except for that final touchdown if Jordan Phillips picks that ball off that hit him directly in the chest well, overall, I mean, you know, there's 
some fine things that you can nitpick at, but the Bills came in and played their style of football in this one. And this one, like you said, it was an in-game adjustment. Their style for this day was rushing the football. And, you know, it, it was all, you know, everyone contributed. James Cook, I talk about here. Ty Johnson looked excellent running the ball. He averaged six yards a carry, 54 yards on nine carries. Uh, Josh Allen, um, I'm sure the sack had something to do with dropping his numbers here, but he was 8 of 24, uh, three yards on the average, and a touchdown. Latavius Murray, um, big on a couple of third downs as usual there. Uh, he had a score in this one. I mean, it was it was just great team running in this one. It was a great team effort, and, uh, I mean, ultimately, it just worked against Dallas that uh, – I, I read something where I think Jerry Jones did his weekly radio appearance and said, oh, the weather had something to do with it, while the TV announcers were like, oh, the weather's favorable here for the Cowboys. It's not raining as much. It's not that cold. And yet Jerry Jones is on Dallas radio saying, oh, yeah, it was the weather's fault. Yeah, sure, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's the classic backtrack. Um, Micah Parsons had a slightly different tune. He was like, basically, he said on his podcast that this – like he was like, we knew the Bills were a deadly team, even though the record didn't show it fully. They're still one of the best teams in football, and they came out there and played a team game of football, top to bottom. Well, the Bills this week, um, you know, it's a shorter week since it goes on a Saturday. They fly out. Uh, coming up, we're taping this here on a Thursday. They fly out Friday to Los Angeles, so. A short turnaround time, so we quickly turn our attention from this one onto the Chargers. Um, but before we go into the game itself, let's talk about playoff picture a little bit. Um, in order, and we said this last week, for the Bills to win the division, they need to beat Miami down the stretch, but they need Miami to lose one more game than they do if they lose one. So right now they haven't lost any since that point. They beat Kansas City. Uh, they went out and they, they thoroughly beat the Cowboys, so... Right now they have to beat the Chargers, they have to beat the Patriots at home on New Year's Eve, and then we'll see what happens with the Dolphins on the road uh, to close out the season. Dave, yet to set that game, we won't know until the end of Week 17. Alex, I think that that one potentially is going to be a, a Sunday night football game. It, it, I, I would not be shocked at all, Brad, if that gets flexed into Sunday night spot. It, you know, it's a high-stake game. It's not like the other divisional games will have any, you know, Normally, if there's like, well, we, we're worried about, you know, this team or this team finishing simultaneously. Really, if that is the end of the year scenario where the Dolphins lose one of two here um, and the Bills win out, they are going to be in a place where that game will basically decide the division. And I agree. I, I think you could easily see them um, flex that game into a prime time game. And the Dolphins, I know, um, you know, they've, they've had – you know, a decent record so far, but it's noted that they really haven't beat anyone of note. The one team they did beat who had a winning record, now they're back at 500, is is Denver. We know, they went out and spanked them here, but I mean, right now, you know, Miami has to find a way to win these next two games if they really want to win the division, and these are tough opponents. I think Dallas, I'm glad we hit them in the mouth. Maybe that'll make them tougher. I had to teach my cowboy friend, unfamiliar with the term, squish the fish. And that's exactly what the uh, what they need 
the Cowboys to do against the Dolphins. And then uh, Miami is taking on the Ravens. That's a tough game. The Ravens look like they're going to be the one seed at this point. But everything is still up for grabs. Everything is still in the air. 100% Brad. And, you know, it's getting into the time of year where essentially what it feels like this game is going to be for the playoffs is if whoever whoever wins the game so whoever wins the division probably is going to play the loser in the wild card spot um i don't trust a lot of these teams headed into the playoffs i think that they i think that they're they are uh like the Bengals, the Steelers, even the Browns are teams that are ready to fall off a cliff and easily could have one or two bad games. Um, so I, I think Buffalo has a pretty good inside chance of making playoffs if they win out. Even if they lose that last game to the Miami and they win out the rest, I still, it, I think it was something like an 85% chance to make the playoffs um, in the New York Times um, playoff machine. Yep, things are uh, looking uh, looking well here for the Bills going into this week. Um, trying to just continue to string together a, a bunch of games down the stretch. And I'm not sure if we said it, but I've been thinking this almost all year. Does this season at all, just results-wise and everything, the way it's going a little bit, remind you kind of at the end of 2021 where after that, Tampa game, that's where you saw the turnaround and we saw them get hot down the stretch uh, where it looked like New England was going to win the division and nope, Buffalo came up, did what they needed to do, won the division and uh, ended up going on making uh, you know a push in the playoffs. I mean 13 seconds away from the AFC Championship game, we won't get into that but I'm, I'm having flashbacks of that uh, season just two years ago. I agree, Brad. It does feel a little bit like that season where the Bills kind of got their teeth kicked in um, and then had a revolution game. It felt like a little bit that game was, you know, um, the Eagles game where they really started to string things together and really put together a great performance against them. Um, And so I I, I think it does feel very reminiscent of that season where you have these... these, uh, Maybe not the, the best results mid-season, but you put it together and win that division. And everybody's thinking, oh, these guys are a shoe-in to win. And all of a sudden, Bills come through and shock everybody again. Like I said, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Chargers coming up this weekend here. It's going to be on Sunday Night Football, and it's not on NBC unless you're inside of the Buffalo market. It's going to be on Peacock. So uh, you need to be somewhere where, you know, internet TV, watch on your phone, cast off your phone, whatever it may be. Uh, this game will be on peak hike if you are out of market this weekend. Always. Fu- it's, it's really funny, Brad, how cable companies have just reinvented cable. Right. You know, they've said like, oh, hey, it's for your convenience and we're going to put it all in one place. And then they got greedy and like, oh, other people are making money. Let's do that. And it's now just like, well, now cable's just, it's just like cable. It's like I have to buy 50 streaming services to get everything I want. All right. Let's get into the game itself. Taking on the Chargers at SoFi, uh, a stadium where Buffalo went in and handled their own against the Rams, who we 
you know, found out later last year that not as good as they were when they won the Super Bowl the year prior. Uh, right now, uh, Buffalo goes in there facing, um, no, not Justin Herbert, Easton Stick, uh, the guy who came after Carson Wentz. Um, so, let me ask here, I mean, is this a game that, you know, we've seen several games here this year that the Bills should have won that they, they didn't. Denver was one of those. I, I, I think the Jaguars game, I think that was a game they should have won as well. The New England game. Um, is this a trap game at all? Should there be any major concern about this being a trap? No, because we saw against the Raiders, who the Bills beat up on, the Chargers last week literally just quit. They just were like, we're good. And when you see that, you have to think like, oh, like, and, and I mean, a little, like, don't get me wrong, there is a little bit of a chance this is a trap, but this team feels like they're so locked in on the playoffs um, with the possibility of Daquan Jones getting his first reps in a while um, or uh, somebody like Kyrie Alam coming back. It, it, this feels like a game the Bills are going to be locked in, ready to knock it out, and ready to just move on and say, it, it really feels like the Bills' mentality has shifted since earlier in the season, where before they were just trying not to lose the game, it now feels like they're trying to win the game. It feels like they're putting a, you know, it feels like they are working as a single-fied unit to do one specific goal, which is win the game. Let's go ahead and we'll just run through the injury report. Uh, a couple of notables out for this game here on the Bills side. It's Micah Hyde and Justin Shorter both ruled out for this one. Um, and I think with a guy like Hyde, um, you know, you really would like him. Maybe he's not what he's been in the past, but you really like him down the stretch for the playoffs. So rest him up, get him healthy. I think Taylor Rapp has been filling that void well enough here that you can be comfortable at this point. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Brad. I, I think that while Rapp hasn't been good or even all right, he's been a body on the field. Um, and that's all you need at this point. I don't think, it, you know, you've seen um, a little more run from DeMar Hamlin being on the field, from Ingram being on the field. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how um, McDermott dices this up because they, they even were running a little bit of Teron Johnson at safety where they rolled him out of coverage and drop him deep um, against the Cowboys last week, which is an, a, a very interesting look. Um, from McDermott, it was a really good way to get somebody you know um, who you really like into space to into a position of need. Because in all honesty, Taylor Rapp is much more of a box safety. Like he actually kind of plays similar to Teron Johnson's role, where he, he likes to fill. He can come downfield and hit. And if you're able to get somebody who's a little bit quicker and a little bit better in coverage deep and swap those two, that's a good matchup for you. Uh, another one who the Bills will be with out for this one and out for uh, a little bit of time here is Jordan Phillips. Uh, went and uh, had wrist surgery after the game. Uh, you know, kind of played it off like it wasn't a big deal or anything. And I think that's another one that, all right, let's get this guy right. Let's get him mended and let's get him ready for the playoffs. I think they bumped him to IR. So I think he's going to miss is up it, to the Is it three card. or four weeks? It's four weeks. Okay. So it'll be Chargers. Um, 
Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins, and then the wild card week, and then he'll be able to be activated. So if he is back, the Buffalo Bills would have to be in the divisional round to see Jordan Phillips back in the lineup. Outside of that, a couple other notables. Uh, We talked about Daquan Jones. He's been limited coming back, but they did activate his 21-day window. Ty Johnson, he's been limited in practice uh, with a shoulder injury. Uh, Leonard Floyd. Yeah, he, he he separated. He either dislocated or separated his shoulder during the game. I doubt it's nothing more than a grade one. It was on the one. Um, he was second quarter. He was running off the left side, and he trucked the safety, absolutely trucked the safety. But you could instantly see him reach for his shoulder, and it didn't look like it was separated. It didn't look dead weight. So I'm guessing he probably has a, a grade one AC joint separation. Let- if I had to, you know, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd has been limited this week with a wrist uh, rib injury. Um, Elam Beck, uh, he's been a full participant. We'll see if he even dresses this week. Josh has been a full participant. I mean, all in all here, um, nothing super scary right now. The way this team's playing, the next man up mentality that they've had, that injury-wise, I'm not majorly concerned with any of the guys that we've seen limited or out. No, and it, it, you're getting guys back who are uh, how, getting guys back healthy too, which is huge. Uh, one of the things I'm really interested in, and I, I've been talking about it all year, but I think it's the truth. There, there's a reason no one's mentioning Matt Milano's name, and maybe it's that he's done for the year. That could be a very realistic possibility. I just have to think that a, uh, an organization that prides themselves on keeping things close to their chest. Um, I think that's a guy who they could try to sneak right at the end of the season to bring him back, get him up to speed. Looking at the Chargers side of the ball, a couple guys already out for this one. Two big names, Joey Bosa and wide receiver Keenan Allen, both out for this game this week. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if they're shut down for the season. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like you said there, Alex, they, they quit last week, and at this rate, you know, you have an interim head coach because I'm, I'm surprised uh, they didn't fire their coach after halftime last week when they're getting, what was it, 42 nothing at halftime? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That, that was an embarrassment. That genuinely was. And, that, and this was a team people picked to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? Um, and so it's one of those where you're like, yeah, this doesn't track. Couple, you know, it. it, mm-hmm. it it, it, it is sorry to interrupt, Brad. No, you're fine. It is one of those interesting things where it feels like two veteran players being like, "Yeah, I'm not ruining my career because, like, oh no, my hamstring it is injured," and which honestly makes a ton of sense. Why would you risk an injury on a or you're, you're you can't you're already out of playoff contention. In theory, you're technically in the hunt, but you're out of playoff contention. You're franchise quarterback who's done for the year why would you risk injuring yourself and put the you know your livelihood going forward on the line um for what is a meaningless seat all right i'm gonna go off on a side tangent here and not necessarily go off but steer us that way just briefly here you know you, you talk about you know not wanting to get a guy injured aaron Rodgers. 
not going to play Per Roberts Hall the rest of the year, but he was activated so he could practice with the team. I don't know. Long-term, forgot that's 40 that had the Achilles injury. I'm not sure what they're thinking. They're, they're already eliminated from playoff contention. What's the point of having Rodgers practice at this point? Uh, I think it's to get more reps with the guys. So going into next season, you can kind of be like, we know where we're at. Um, I also think it's a little bit of a shrewd move by Robert Sala being go, basically showing to Woody Johnson like, hey, we tried. You can't fire me. We tried. Because, in all honesty, that was another team that was supposed to be pushing for the playoffs or possibly making the Super Bowl. And obviously, when you're starting order, go back goes down. Sure, your, your expectations go low. But this back half of the season has been bad for them including Zach Wilson basically being like, no, I'm not going back in. Which, to be fair, he 100% should have done. Um, But it it is just interesting. Like, it it feels like a shrewd move by a head coach to basically be like, please don't fire me. We're showing progress. All right, we'll wrap up this Jets side tangent real quickly here. I have to ask, just speculating, Alex, how hot is Robert Sala's hot seat? Um, I think if they don't produce next year, he's gone. Um, I like. I mean, three uh, years, three losing seasons. An unrelated hot seat, well, related tangentially. I think, I think Mike McDaniel has a hot seat. If they fall apart down the backstretch, if the Dolphins fall apart, and for some reason, like the Steelers and the Browns. Steelers Brown thing is someone out of that group pulls off a miracle and hits like a 10. Like, if all three of them hit a 10 win season, I think the tiebreakers have the Dolphins out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if that were to happen, I think Mike McDaniels is done as their head coach. I think they really like him, but I think if, if you lose, you you basically had the playoffs in your hand. You're your divisional rival who was the bully of the division was dead in the water. And then you somehow with one of the most productive offenses in the history of the NFL, weren't able to make the playoffs. I I think that's a fire. I think you, I think he would be done as the Dolphins head coach. Jeff Ireland likes to change it up. He's not really a patient guy. And I could see him being like, you know what? We're going to reset and find uh, another head coach. Which would be a shame because actually is a very good head coach. All right. One thing on the injury report I didn't mention, Alex, so we can get in this a little bit. Uh, James Cook did not practice yesterday due to an illness. They didn't report out on his status today, uh, but it sounds like. I think he was back. I think I, he was back today. Yeah, and it sounds like he is going to play in this one. So if there was a scare, no, he's going to be okay. Uh, I heard Steve Tasker say yesterday in One Bills Live that. How did he get sick when Dallas couldn't get after him? How did, how did he catch an illness from them? And made me laugh, of course. But uh, Yes. All right. How, how about this, too? I just got to address it. How good of a saying is it let James Cook? I mean, fantastic. It, it, it's fantastic. It also, like, for the people who are like, oh, there was a lot of people after the Tyler Dunn article came out that was like, oh, um... The OC was just a scapegoat. This team is just mismanaged. And it's like, after that, the offense has exploded and James Cook has moved into 
I think it's like eight. I think he's like third in rush yards this season after like three games, like a full activity. You can see why there was some issues because you could tell in James what James Cook has said, or without what or without saying anything that he felt and was highly underutilized in that offense before this, which is true. It's just objectively true that James Cook was severely underutilized um, by by Ken Dorsey. Uh, wanted to talk just a little bit more. Easton Stick getting the start again for the Chargers through for 257 last week. But let's note, a lot of that garbage time. Any concerned about this uh, man under center this week? No, it's also without most of the Chargers receiving options. Eckler's still going to be there. He's a great running back. You need to be worried about him. But in all honesty, like, it is when you have a team that's as injured as the Chargers are, and kind of the Chargers always are. I don't know why. It just feels like the Chargers are one of those cursed franchises where it's like, what, like, you guys need to break out some sage or something. Um, because they just bad things constantly happen to their franchise. Um, so I'm not as worried about the offense. The defense still is very good. You got Khalil Mack. Um, JC Jackson isn't, uh, isn't there anymore. Um, you got Derwin James, a, a lot of good defenders there. So this team is still very good and feel, and it feels like a team that's like, you know what, we're going to play spoiler and we're going to ruin Buffalo's chances at the playoffs. I heard it put out there, not speculation, but just put out as like, what if this happened? Uh, so there's a good chance that Bill Belichick is going to move on uh, after the season. He and the Patriots will probably mutually part ways at this point. Um, if he's going to take another head coaching job, it's been put out there that the Chargers would be an ideal fit for him as they already have a quarterback. He doesn't have to go. He doesn't have to find a quarterback. It's not a three-year project. He has a guy as long as he's healthy to start next year. And Justin Herbert, do you see that as a possibility that should Bill Belichick find himself unemployed, he's right back up, head coach, de facto GM there of the Chargers? Um, I, I mean, that, that does make a lot of sense. They have a lot of talented pieces that he could build around. Um, it'd be interesting to see who the Patriots go with. It would be very funny if they just hired Mike McDaniels. Not Mike McDaniels. uh, McDaniels. Yeah, I know. Josh, right? Yes. Josh McDaniels. Um, It would be very funny if they just hired him after how bad. Because that was one of the things was he was the heir apparent for Belichick. That's why he left. He was, hey, you know what? Like, I always thought I was going to be the guy to take over. It would be very funny after the disastrous season he had in Oakland. The Patriots were just like, yep, we're going to run it back. We think it's going to be different this time. All right. Well, regardless of what happens with New England and everything else, the Bills still trying to control their own fate right now, sitting outside a playoff spot. But, I mean, I don't have any concern at this rate here with what's in front of them, two winnable games, and a team that they've been able to have favorable matchups at a time of year where there's not going to be guys going down with uh, cramping and stuff like that due to uh, you know heat-related weather. Yeah, and the nice thing about being out in L.A. is you're in that partial dome, so you get some weather. So you get some um, heat, 
uh, restriction, I guess is the better word for mm-hmm. it. Um, you get it. You get some relief from the hot of Southern being in Southern California. Um, and it is, it is one of the nicest stadiums in the NFL. Um, it is very, a very nice stadium. Um, but I, I agree, Brad, being there at this time of year probably would be a little refreshing, honestly, coming from, even though Buffalo hasn't been as cold as it has in the past, Mild. it's still been, it's still, it's still for Southern guys, it's still quite cold. I'm still trying to kick the Phoenix out of my blood, and uh, like days today, it was 32 here in Buffalo. Still felt a little cold for me, so yeah, I can agree with that statement. All right, Alex, coming down the stretch here, what do the Buffalo Bills need to control? What do they need to do right to find themselves in the playoffs? You know, hopefully a division would be nice, but at least get into the playoffs, what do they have to do right? I mean, they just have to keep doing what they've been doing every single week, uh, they did their jobs against um, against Philly, and it just came down to the last second. They just couldn't finish it. Um, they did really well against Kansas City, closing out that game, um, and they destroyed Dallas on every front. I think you established the run game, which I think was a failing in the Kansas City game. I think Joe Brady got um, a little pass happy in the second half and didn't get into the run game like he did against Dallas. Otherwise, I think you might have seen a different Chiefs game because they really put an emphasis on... And I mean, obviously, there's a lot that happens in games. Guys adjust. You start to see trends. Um, Especially with how good the Chiefs defensive coordinator is. It is tough, but I I think you go out there and you just pound the ball down um, the Chargers' throat and you just destroy their will to exist. Um, I think you just keep running James Cook and running Ty Johnson, run Latavius Murray, um, and just make it so they don't want to play anymore. And then the second they load the box with nine, ten guys, then you put it over the top. Find our work online at drafthousesports.com at DHS Buffalo at TW Callahan DHS at Bill's Bruiser at uh, facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. Final thoughts as we look to close out the uh, uh, week uh, 16 at this point. You know, it is, it's one of those uh, weeks, Brad, where it, that, that game against Dallas just felt like a realization of what basically the Bills have been trying to do with their offense ever since Sean McDermott got here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was literally just Nope, this is exactly what we want. Run the ball, dominate the clock, bend but don't break defense, where at times the offense feels like they're getting a little something, but they never get a lot, and that's exactly what the Bills did. And if they can continue that brand of football, that is the type of football they get you deep, deep, deep into the playoffs. Um, We've seen in past years what a great passing attack does, but if you can set that passing attack up with a deadly run game, and have a guy who can break off 200 all-purpose yards, two TDs in the playoffs, that's a formula to win a Super Bowl. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. We want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. From Brad the Bruiser, Icorn, and Alex Jones, go Bills.
This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, Prime Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast. An R Street Media production.